the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our Gospel reading today from the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 7, we have the amazing story of our Lord raising from the dead the only son of a widow in the city called Nain. And the picture that we're given at the very beginning of this gospel shows what the fathers even call a collision of two large crowds as they meet one another at the gates of this city. For example, it tells us that Jesus and his disciples, but also a large crowd that was following him, they come to the gates of the city of Nain. And at the same time, the large crowd of the funeral procession that is coming out of the city to those gates to go out of the city in order to bury this woman's only son goes right towards the same gate. You have these two come together and meet. And I love what the church fathers say about this because so many of them say that on that day, death collides with life himself and death can never have victory over Christ who is the resurrection. And the life. In fact, St. Cyril of Alexandria puts it this way. He says, The dead man was being buried. Christ, the life and resurrection, meets him there. He is the destroyer of death and all corruption. And he commands the woman to weep not. And immediately, the cause of her weeping was done away. And so we have these crowds meet. The woman is lamenting greatly. And what we're told, and I really want you to get a picture of this, these are two large crowds coming together at the gate of a city. And it says that our Lord sees the woman. He sees the woman. And then we hear those beautiful words describing what is going on in the heart of God towards those who suffer. We hear these words. He saw her, and he had compassion on her. Always pay attention when you see those words. He had compassion on her. Because it means that he joined himself to her suffering. He ached inside. He had physical and emotional pain. This God who was man. He had emotional and physical pain over her suffering. So much so that it moved him to action. And there was much to have compassion and pain over. I want you to think about what this woman is going through. We know two things about her. Number one, she's a widow. We don't know how long she's been a widow. But she's a widow, which means at some point in time she has lost her helpmate. The one that she had been made one but there's another pain that's going on too. Obviously the loss of her son. But there's something that meant for her in that society at that day. Because he was the only son that she had. And her husband was gone. There was no remaining family to financially care for her. And take care of her the rest of her days. In other words, she had hit a time of complete loss. And our Lord enters into her pain, sees her, has compassion. And he goes to the bier. 
that bore the man to his burial. And he looks at the woman and he says, weep not. And then he touches the beard. He commands the raising of the sun. And the son is raised from the dead, removing every source of pain and suffering and anxiety and testifying to who he truly is in the midst of these two large crowds. St. Ephraim the Syrian says it this way. Listen to these words. He said, the virgin's son met the widow's son. He became like a sponge for her tears. And as life for the death of her son. Listen to those words again. He became like a sponge for her tears. You've got to see how Jesus joined himself with his own suffering and her suffering. And they became one. Why? For the sake of strengthening her. For the sake of alleviating her suffering. And then the miracle that he does when he acts on, his, on her behalf revealed himself to her so she could know him as the whole crowd would as well. You know, we've been talking about this in our adult Sunday school class. As we've been talking about God being in the midst of our suffering, there's a pattern we talked about last week. We see all throughout Scripture and in our lives today. Everyone suffers. And sometimes in life there is a great and deeper suffering, seasons of suffering than others. And that suffering causes us to grieve. It causes us pain. And it causes us, we pray, to a godly lament. That expression of grief to God. That crying out for mercy. That crying out, Lord, come and be the sponge to my tears. You see. That's godly lament. Suffering draws it out of us. We pray God also draws us by His Holy Spirit. To the righteous lament. Because it's in that lament. Just as you see with the widow. That in the midst of our suffering. Our Lord comes by our side. As if he'd ever been anywhere. We're actually awakened to the reality. That he is truly Emmanuel. God with us at all times. And he grants us the greatest gift. And that's the gift of himself. Present with us. In the moments of our greatest suffering. And he either removes the suffering or he journeys with us through the suffering. Either way, he strengthens us and the result of his presence with us is that we grow from knowing about him to knowing him, to trusting him, to knowing his character, his nature, because of all the things that he has done for us in the midst of our own. This is our God, and we see this in what he does with the widow in name. In fact, he reveals himself to her. He reveals himself to her as life. He reveals himself to her as the overcomer of death. He reveals himself to her as the God of limitless compassion and mercy. And ultimately, she knows him now as love. My friends, God wants always to reveal himself to us because he wants us to know him. And yes, it's unfortunate that sometimes, in fact, I would say most times, we are able to receive that revelation in our lives most clearly 
in times of suffering. It is unfortunate, but it is true. Why? Because in the midst of our suffering, there grows finally a desperation. A desperation to cry out, reach out, receive, and see Him for who He truly is. To know that we've come to the end of ourselves so that He can become our all in all. So that all of our weaknesses, all of our frailties, all of our pains are on the table and He becomes our strength. And He overcomes our frailties. All in the midst of this suffering. You see, there can be, and God knows this, there can be no true intimacy. No true union without the sharing of two persons with one another. Without the getting to know two persons sharing with one another. And God wants His people to know Him. He doesn't cause the suffering. Man caused that in the very beginning. We are living in the results and the condition of the fall of man. But ever present because God is with us. The ever present God is with us. And we see God's desire to reveal Himself to us in such a way that we know Him so intimately in Paul's prayer for the church from our epistle reading in Ephesians 3. Listen to what Paul says and listen to what he says he prays for us, for his church. He says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Listen to his prayer. That He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Why be strengthened with power that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith? For this reason. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all of the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes all understanding, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Many of you, I know this for conversations. You're asking for prayers, our time of counsel together. Many of you are in the midst of great suffering right now. And I know that, and we're journeying together. Many of you here still struggle from past sufferings. I know that from our conversations. Look at the widow of Nain. Remember this narrative. Remember how Jesus joined himself to her suffering and became the sponge for her tears and revealed himself in such a way. That it took her through and brought her out of suffering. And from that, she knew him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.